Welcome to the Nathan Crane Podcast. Nathan is a certified holistic cancer coach, 20-time award-winning documentary filmmaker, competitive CrossFit athlete, and best-selling author of Becoming Cancer-Free. With nearly two decades in independent natural health research and education, Nathan shares his top solutions for preventing and overcoming disease while optimizing health and improving human performance. Each week, Nathan brings on highly renowned experts to share natural and holistic health science, strategies, and breakthroughs for living your healthiest, happiest, and most fulfilling life. And now, here's Nathan Crane. Welcome back to the podcast. I am really excited to be joined by my good friend, Master Ming Tong Gu. Uh, Ming Tong, thanks for coming on and doing the podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. I can always enjoy a good conversation, especially with a friend. <laughs> We're going to have a really good conversation for sure. Anyone who doesn't know Ming Tong, uh, he's a master Qigong teacher. He was trained by uh, Grandmaster Dr. Peng Ming in China. He came to the West decades ago to bring this incredible ancient healing practice and methodology called Wisdom Healing Qigong and share it with people here in the West. I moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, uh, my wife and I and, and our daughter, we moved to Santa Fe. I think it was 2014. My son was then born the next year. He was conceived there in Santa Fe. Then he was born. And then I think it was about a year after that where I met you, Ming Tong. We, I was introduced by a couple of mutual friends. I think George and Sedina introduced us. Um, and I went out to visit. So Ming Tong has a retreat center, an incredible healing retreat center called the Chi Center. Not the Cheese Center, a lot of people think I say. Chi, C-H-I, as in Chi Energy, Qigong. Chi Center, it's an incredible healing retreat center on many acres there, just outside Santa Fe, New Mexico. Beautiful property, and people come there from all over the world and learn this mind-body practice of Qigong and see incredible healing results. I ended up working with Ming Tong for a few years, joining the executive team and doing you know, marketing and video production and documentaries and all kinds of things. And I actually filmed a few documentaries that are on YouTube following people who healed things from Parkinson's to chronic pain to you know, near death, all kinds of issues. Um, Tom Loswick, who got off like 13 medications, by learning and practicing, you know, this methodology that Ming Tong teaches and we're going to go in depth in here on this uh, on this conversation. But um, yeah, so so, you know, Ming Tong has been teaching for many, many years. You can find him on YouTube. You can find him online. You can learn more about Qigong and, you know, the history of it and, and what it is and how it works. And that's what a lot of what we're going to talk about in this interview what is qigong why does it work how is it helping so many people heal from so many different kinds of chronic health issues um how's it contributing to having more energy less fatigue feeling better having uh more mental clarity increasing longevity all these kinds of incredible health benefits that i know we all are interested in so uh without further ado yeah ming tong welcome to the podcast thanks for uh thanks for coming on i know you're busy there getting ready for retreat coming up so you got you got some retreats coming up pretty soon? Yeah, in three weeks. Uh, you know, as you know, our retreat season, the main season is in the fall. So it's about five to six weeks long. So people come join us, you know, for one week long, 10 days, even up to five weeks even. <laughs> so it's the most intense, exciting time. 
Beautiful. I did a week-long retreat there with you. I actually got to um, experience, just let everything else go and just do the retreat. Yeah. And I can tell you what, it was one of the most, you know, I've been in mind-body spiritual practices since about 2006, I would say, from meditation to chanting to Hare Krishna, you know, uh, chanting to sweat lodges and Native American and you name it. And, and they're all incredible and powerful. But that, I think that week long retreat I did there uh, at the Chi Center was one of the most transformational, powerful experiences I ever had. Seriously, it was so deep and so profound. And every day you're just full of like, you know, you go through the challenge of the practice, but then you're like uplifted by this joy and this bliss. Um, plus just your energy and your wisdom that you're sharing with everybody is really is really powerful. What did you, I wanna go back into, um, I'd love it if you would share your time, maybe in depth at the medicine list hospital, as it's been called in China, where you learned Qigong and you trained under Grandmaster Dr. Peng Ming. Can you share a little bit about what that training was like? What led you to that? What your experience was like there and how that kind of cultivated this, this, um, ability and desire in you to, you know, go then through the master teacher training program and eventually start teaching to others. Mm. Yeah. So I'm glad we have more time in this, uh, in this conversation and just share some of the story or experience, you know, as you experience the power, the depths in one week here, you know, in the Chi center right here. And it's literally, uh, it's hard to put into words. Imagine if you engage in this process for one month long, even longer. So um, difficult to put into words, you know, what's like. For me, experiencing the, um, um, the longer intensive, but also with much bigger cloud at a time, you know, many thousands of practitioners. So the program there in the Medicine Qigong Hospital, minimum is one month long, four weeks long. And often people extending longer, longer. So I attended first retreat as a kind of, you know, kind of beginning practitioners and focus on my own healing. And that uh, was really uh, incredible, just incredible. Um, then I attend one more, so attend three months uh, teacher training. Then from there, realizing this is um, not only a continued process, but the best thing I want to engage for the rest of my life. Hey, I just want to take a quick second and thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you're enjoying it so far. As a special thank you for tuning into this episode, I want to give you my number one Amazon best-selling book absolutely free. You can go download it right now at becomingcancerfree.com. If you want to learn evidence-based strategies for helping your body become a cancer-fighting machine for not only cancer reversal but cancer prevention, go grab a copy of the book. Again, I'm just giving it to you for free. You can go download it at becomingcancerfree.com. All right, let's get back to the show. So I ended up attending the master training program, which lasts about two years. Then I came back to to U.S. to teach full time in the last twenty, my God, twenty-two years now. 
and time flies by in the by so fast. Um, but going back to the experience, it's like uh, the best gift I give to myself at a time I didn't know the profound impact. You know, what I have discovered is beyond just um, healing, even total recovery from these um, chronic, you know, labeled as incurable conditions such as asthma, scoriosis. But more importantly, I discover myself. <laughs> I discover my happiness. I discover my purpose. Discover the confidence, the deeper meaning of life. So at a time, you know, even I was uh, challenged from childhood, you know, with this condition. Asthma, scoriosis is very disabilitating and challenging, have a weak body, and, um, but I learned to deal with it, live with it. So um, it's uncomfortable, even painful, being the body. So I end up um, studying mathematics, <laughs> most uh, intellectual, abstract, mental activity, you know, on the planet Earth. <laughs> so I was pretty good at it. And so went to graduate school for uh, in China, then came to UCSD, then went to Harvard in a PhD program. But then I realizing, you know, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. So my friend introduced me to Wisdom Healing Qigong at the time. Then I realizing, wow, a new sense of peace, new sense of kind of a calmness, subtleness with myself. I never experienced it before. So I realized something special there and I need to explore more. So I started to learn from her first, then her teacher, they all live in US at the time. And then eventually led me to the Medicineless Qigong Hospital in China and you know, meeting my teacher. Grandpa Mas Pengmin is a total life transforming experience. And that meeting, you know, changed my life. And at the time I didn't know it, but I'm reflecting back that moment, everything changed, everything changed. So, and I can recall my feeling. The feeling is like, it's like Howard in the way he looked at me and the way he, just brief moment, his presence. I felt like my whole being melted, melted. It's like this drop of, the, drop of water finding the ocean melt into this big ocean and feel settled, feel inspired, feel kind of meaning is not defined by the mind. It's like, oh, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm Mintong. And that's why I'm Chinese. And that's why I end up here in this moment. That's like a deeper, truly awakening process. To connecting to your, yeah. your deep purpose. In yeah, life, deeper call, call myself, essence of myself. I have a so, question about that. Do, do you yeah. think that experience being in his presence was unique to you or, or do you know of other people? Like, did he just radiate such a presence of, of wisdom and love 
that a lot of people had a similar experience when they met him? Or yeah. Yeah, each individual, you know, the experience can be slightly unique and different, but overall, similar experience happened to so many, so many. You know, obviously, his energy, his presence, his wisdom, his depths, and just, just naturally touch you in a way, you know, beyond the mind can understand, beyond what we even expected or prepared for. Yeah, it's like, total connection, total something, you know, happened. <laughs> then that kind of experience happened, continue. You know, even when I attended, uh, let's say, the first retreat, actually first retreat I went there was with um, about 30 some, um, no, actually more than 30, I think 40 Western students and visiting the Medicine Qigong Hospital only for two weeks. But we stayed outside the Medicine Qigong Hospital because we, we are Westerner and the place of the Medicine Qigong Hospital is nearby a military base. It's sensitive at the time politically. So we're not allowed to stay there, but we can visit. So we were practicing in a gorgeous hotel next to the ocean, then go to the center by the day trip back and forth like that. So that was my first experience, first time met him. And so in the beginning training program, um, he only come once a week, appear once a week. So all other program is read by the teachers trained under him. So you can imagine it's like only, there are thousands of people joining. So that smaller classes, medium classes, then when he shows up, everybody shows up with thousands of people. So yeah, most time outdoor. And um, he will teach for, you know, up to three hours, sometime, you know, longer even. And always like the highlights of the months, yeah. So every time he shows up, a similar experience will happen. And that continuously, you know, deepening, deepening your connection, not only with him, but also with uh, the tradition, the lineage, and the teaching, and the practice. And actually, most time we're just watching the teaching of his video, from his video, recorded video, then applying the teaching to the practice, and discussion group and so on. And so then smaller group have different kind of unique activities sometime. Hey, I just want to pause a second and ask you, are you enjoying this episode so far? Are you getting good value from this content? If so, then I know you're going to absolutely love Healing Life. At healinglife.net, you get exclusive and premier access to hundreds of the top world's doctors, experts, cancer conquerors and survivors, exclusive interviews that I have done with all these experts and doctors uh, that are not available for free online. They're only available at healinglife.net. So not only do you get access to all of those, but you actually get to speak with these doctors and experts and ask them any question you want about health and healing. And this is available exclusively to Healing Life members. You can try it out for free. Go to healinglife.net and you can start your free trial there. And uh, whether you're interested in learning more about detox or cancer, diet and nutrition and nutritional science, about diabetes, about heart disease, autoimmune disease, anti-aging, longevity, 
All of these topics are covered in depth and more are continuing to be added at Healing Life. And again, you get to talk to these doctors yourself. So I invite you to set up a free trial at healinglife.net and I hope to see you over there. Now, let's get back to the show. And so a lot of activity happening together, practicing in the morning, practice in the middle of the day, practice the evening, three main large group practice. And then other medium size and small size of class coming together, you know, going to the detail of the teaching and the application of teaching to the practice, improving the practice, the technique and so on like that. So it's a variety of these uh, uh, activities. So one experience I can share with you, you know, besides um, the impact of my teacher, you know, for me in this uh, process, it's ongoing process, it's continuously affecting me. <laughs> the blessing is continuing without even seeing him for so many years. And, but another experience is really relating to power of the community. And in a very tangible way, not only just like every time you are in a large group, you feel this uh, powerful energy presence and everything is easier and the practice becomes easier. The practice is challenging. That's purposely designed to challenge you. But if you do it yourself, it's like can be so challenging, almost difficult to do. But when you do it together in this energy field, something somehow, um, how would I put it, you, almost like you are swimming in this ocean of power and energy, which is supporting everybody. Yeah. I can give, so I the can movement give a, you cannot do, suddenly you can do. I can give a good example yeah. for anyone, you know, a, a tangible example that probably a lot of people have experienced, um, trying to work out by yourself at home. You know, do a challenging workout, right? Unless yeah. you're really dedicated, really passionate, really focused with a big goal and a lot of drive, most people can't work out at home by themselves. So they go to a gym and being at a gym around other people and in the energy and presence of other people gives a little extra motivation, gives a little extra energy, gives a little extra boost, right? And there's, there is something intangible underneath the surface there that I don't think a lot of people are aware of, of being in a group like that, where that energetic support helps you, you know, uh, improve at whatever you're trying to do, whether it's at the gym or in this case, practicing Qigong, for example. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all need a community, longing for community. We deeply knowing that um, the power, the benefit of community. And in this case, is we cultivating community in Qigong way in very energetic, conscious way. That means uh, not only you engage in the same activity, same kind of practice for hours, hours every day in the retreat together, but also you really um, connecting with each other in a way, you know, for most people have never experienced it before. It's like really, truly heart to heart. Beyond, you know, our different story, different circumstances, you know, different um, uh, individualism, so on. And it's like this universal, but also personal connection with each other, resonating each other. It's like this unconditional love, this compassion, 
this is also purpose, purpose of supporting each other and benefiting each other, really truly help each other moving to the next, you know, level of healing, next level of fulfillment of life. So that's like a, the shared purpose, allow the energy to resonate with each other. So not just presence of each other, that is powerful, beautiful already, but that is like consciously cultivated energy presence. So you can feel that every day being together and you become stronger, stronger over the time. So that's what we call the qi field, the qi mm. field, the energy field. So we, that is part of the teaching, part of the practice. And that is really from my teacher's point of view, he often says, you know, I don't have any personal power, but, but the power experiencing is the power of the community, the power of the group. But the way we organizing the energy, organizing the power, allow us all not only to connect access, but to contribute together. So we become part of the whole, part of the unified energy field. And that experience is like so profound for me. It's like difficult put into the words. And it's so ingrained in my memory, my somatic memory. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I want to take a quick second and let you know about something really special I recently updated. I think uh, you might benefit greatly from something I think you might enjoy and want to take a look at. And it is my book called The Panacea Cleanse. It's a powerful 12-day plant-based detoxification and healing guide. It's already hit number one in four categories on Amazon. There's thousands of people that have done this cleanse, and I've read so many testimonials from it. Let me read you one really quick. Aaron said, I did the Panacea Cleanse and followed your instructions closely. I had amazing results. I stayed healthy while everyone around me, my kids and family, were getting very ill from a virus. I also lost some weight, and my menstrual cycles are much less painful. I also don't have bad headaches anymore. Thanks for the information you put out. She's just one of thousands who have gained tremendous benefit from this cleanse. If you want to improve the quality of your life and your health, clean out your organs, clean out your digestive tract, help lose weight and burn fat, and basically give you more energy, help you feel alive, go check out the Panacea Cleanse, P-A-N-A-C-E-A, -A -A, the Panacea Cleanse on Amazon. It's like 12 bucks or something like that. And you can follow it day by day. It's got a recipe list. It's got a shopping list. It's got everything you need in there to follow this powerful cleanse. It took me about two years to create it. My wife and I have done it multiple times. It's been amazing in our own lives, and I'm happy to share it with you. So uh, go check it out if you're interested. The Panacea Cleanse. It's on Amazon. Thanks, and let's get back to the show. So I know the power of the experience, but I know also how to initiate that and what it takes to cultivate that. And that's what I have been focused on in all the teachings. You know, that's also it's important, you know, relating to what I'm doing here is having a physical center, a retreat center. You know, I used to, I call cultivating the chi field, more like portable chi field. <laughs> you know, go to different location, renting a different space, working with a different group. It's great, amazing when come together, but then I have to start over again in different place, another group again. So the power accumulated in one place over the time 
particularly with a dedicated group of people with consistency. And that is something beyond most of us have experienced. If had not experienced that in the medicine Qigong hospital, even no matter how much intellectual understanding I may have, I will never know the true power. I will never be able to do what I'm doing here now. So that mm -hmm. is another important you know, piece is, you know, when we hear this in-depth conversation. And the next one is also important. is like a tangible um, presence of the group. And for example, one practice we did is like, uh, it's called Chen Qi, you know, I think uh, <laughs> Nathan, you enjoyed that one. <laughs> it's like simple, but most powerful, intense practice. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was intense. It's, it looks yeah. very simple. Yeah, simple, repeating that. Out. Yeah, in some ways as challenging as any fitness, fitness you have done, you know. You have such healthy and fit body, right? Oh my God, you can, it's, it's unbelievable how you could be very, very strong physically. Yeah. Yeah. And some of these Qigong practices, it will blow your mind at how difficult they can be. So you're like, all I'm doing is holding my arms here and moving side to side and your shoulders are on fire. But it's the, the incredible thing is, is when you move through that, through the yeah. teaching in the chi yeah. field with the practice, something amazing does start to happen. You start yeah. to feel, you know, blockages, you know, pains and different things that can start to shed away. Your body starts releasing these pent up energies that it's been holding on to. Yeah. And, and it is quite a, but you have to go through that challenge. It's just like, you know, if you're at the gym, you want to build your muscles, you have to go up against resistance. You have to challenge your muscles to build them. In this way, it's, we're not building muscle, right? It's we're, we're embracing the challenge uh, to allow the energy within and around our bodies to flow through freely so that we can break up these traumas and stuck energies and things that are causing pain and diseases and all kinds of things that get, get you know, trapped in the body. Yeah, one of the, you know, the story, so inspirational, but especially when you mentioned Tom's story, recovering from these, you know, more than 10 different diagnoses of is life-threatening disease, all incurable disease from the medical point of view. <laughs> but when you're working with energy, everything's possible. And so that is the new paradigm of Qigong. But for him, and he, you know, it was like, was impossible cases, totally impossible case. If you look at it medically, it's like impossible. No doctor, even no healer can deal with it. And, but he possessed it came to my retreat, then many retreat and continue practice them um, at home. And within two years, letting go of all the medication within three years, in a total absence of any disease, according to the medical checkout. Well, he went and, to your he went to your first retreat in a wheelchair because he was too yeah. weak. He was too weak to walk. Yeah. He had just had I think gallbladder surgery or some kind of spleen surgery or something. He had he spine surgery, many, yeah. He had a spinal fusion, lower back spinal fusion. The doctor said he would never twist his body ever again. Um, you know, he had, yeah, like 10 different chronic things going on. He was ready to end his life. In fact, he was very considering ending his life. He was in so much pain and his, you know, he thought his life was over. 
and he goes into your retreat in a wheelchair. Here I am a few years later swimming with him in the freezing cold Northern California ocean. <laughs> and he's out there swimming, oh. you know, at night more oh than me. God. I'm like, man, I'm used to cold water. And he's like having no problem with it. He's a, he's a totally different person. His whole life changed. He got his whole life back. And it was so yeah. incredible. Yeah, suffered the uh, first time in 20 years. And um, yeah, his story is truly amazing really from the impossible to be possible and uh but the uh, one story you know one experience he had is um, in the first retreat with all the severe injury and uh, uh, uh surgery in the spine we start to do this spinal bone mellow is rotating the spine opening you know the spine energy flow and it was extremely painful. And um, I think the two things, one is he's determined. He wants to try anything can help him. After he did everything, allopathic, integrated medicine, many spiritual practice, and he's ready to say give up and uh, move on, you know, but he discovered Qigong said, I'm going to give another shot. So. He's willing to try everything, basically, after he tried everything already. So, but secondly is somehow, I think it's also from, you know, my uh, approach is very direct, okay? Here's the two options available. Which one you want to choose? One is challenging, but opening the energy, opening the potential to heal, to recover. Another is comfortable. You're protecting yourself, you're comfortable, then you're numbing your body, you disconnect from your body, you use drug, you use surgery, whatever, you know, working with the body like enemy, then eventually the disease getting worse, worse all the time. Of course, only, you know, descendants, chronic disease, incurable disease, whatever it is. So, so my approach, straightforward approach, has also helped him to take that <laughs> kind of quantum leap. So, in the third day of the retreat, after experiencing all the pain, all the difficult, and somehow something opened up, a surge of energy, yeah, from the base of spine, shooting up to his brain. So he had an awakening experience, yeah, spiritual awakening process, but feels so energized, and more than anything he has experienced before. So that experience, yeah, indicating this process of healing awakening. By going through the challenges, the difficult part of your body, it doesn't matter what is the diagnosis, that you can discover the hidden power, hidden potential, hidden wisdom even. So in this case, the question, can you move through these challenges? And most of us cannot, unfortunately by telling the truth. Most of us cannot. You back up when you're experiencing discomfort, you back up. Experiencing pain, you back up. Experiencing challenge, you back up. Or even fighting it, resisting it, and judging it. So that is a difficult part of the process. But it's inevitable. You cannot avoid it. You cannot say, oh, sitting there, someone fix me, taking my pain away, and just numbing my body, you're expecting healing, expecting total recovery. That is 
not quite possible. Right. So in my case, my personal experience was uh, simple, but it really affected me. Is doing the Chen Qi practice in the beginning was so difficult. Like last five minutes, I want to give up. Then it lasts longer, you know, then I give up. And but one time, teacher said, uh, tonight is a full moon practice. We're going to do two hour practice and the full moon. And of course, we kind of get excited, but also scary. You know, we know how some of the challenging practice might be. But as a surprise, he started to read the Chen Qi practice. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. So I was trying to make uh, all excuse possible in my mind to, to run away from it. And, but I couldn't because, you know, it's like, it's too losing face in that sense. So I started to kind of, Five minutes goes by, almost give up, continuing to sustain myself. Ten minutes goes by, I'm still struggling. Then suddenly, I look around, and the full moon, a big group of practicing, every person is much older than I am. And not to mention, all of them, most of them at least, is much sicker than I am. And they were doing this most challenging Chen Qi <laughs> continuously. So when I opened my eyes, saw that, noticing that, acknowledging that, it's like, no way I can give up. That gave me that driving force. Yeah, come back to this, my spirit. It's like not giving up. And from that on, not only I continued for 30 minutes, one hours, and eventually, it's like total bliss, mm. total flow. And, but without going slow, the struggle of first five minutes, 10 minutes, half hour, even building to whatever the timeline you can making, you know, jump over the hump, opening the energy. You never know how long it takes, but that process, I see most people give up right. without support, especially. So this essential moment, in my case, just seeing the presence of everyone so dedicated and helped me to discover my own yeah, commitment to continue. And these are critical, critical, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, an, that's an incredible story. That's an incredible story. And I know you have a lot of students who've studied under you who have similar experiences where they have big breakthroughs and then all kinds of, you know, healing situations. Um, another example is Bianca Molay, right? Who yeah. was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and incurable disease, progressive disease gets worse and worse. And she found Qigong, she found you, she started practicing, went to retreat, went home, started practicing every day, a few hours a day. And before you know it, her tremors are gone. Her energy's up. She's uh, a lot, you know, awake and alive again. And all this, and she goes in, and they say, "Oh, your Parkinson's is gone." Wait, what happened? It must have been a misdiagnosis or something. And they're like, "Nope, they have a clear diagnosis. She had the tremors. She was on track, but she committed to to the practice." And you know, I, I did a documentary with her that's uh, on YouTube that people can find. It's an incredible story, but a lot of it is, a lot of success in anything, I think, comes down to that perseverance, right? Yeah, perseverance yeah. through 
the challenge. And in this case, this is a really unique um, ancient teaching and practice, which I'd like you to talk a little bit about what is Qigong and how is it founded and, and help people understand more about the essence of Qigong and maybe help people understand why it actually works. But persevering through challenging things when you know that they're good for you and the outcome on the other side, it is bliss. You know, I, I take an ice bath uh, four days a week in the morning before I do my morning workout. Um, I do my Qigong before that every morning and then I do an ice bath and then I work out. And right now I'm doing that four days a week with the, with the ice bath for three minutes. It's 32 degrees Fahrenheit. It's right above freezing. Uh, I do it for three minutes up to my neck. And yes, it's challenging every time. <laughs> yes, it has gotten easier. But when I get out, the, the euphoria that I feel, all the benefits I know that are happening with my immune system, with my energy, my workouts are so much better. I stopped having caffeine in the morning and I do the ice bath and I have way more energy uh, for my workouts. The dopamine release throughout the rest of the day you know, is increased. So I feel better. I think better. But I move through that challenge every single day and the benefits are extraordinary. The Qigong practice is the same. It's, you know, you can do a 15 or 20 minute practice. And if you stop at the challenging point, you're not gaining that kind of breakthrough benefit that you would otherwise get. Is that right? Yeah, it's so true. So true. The determining fact is uh, how you move through the challenge. And so the energy can awake and open flow again. And often I say, you know, the shortcut to healing is embracing the pain. It's so simple, <laughs> but there's a deeper truth to that. So more you want to heal the pain, healing from the pain, then more you need to learn to embrace the pain, especially the part of the body experiencing the pain. So come back to what is Qigong, you know, it's, on one hand has its own long history, you know, more than 5,000 years of long history, even before Lao Tzu, before Confucius, even before, you know, Buddha, Buddhism came to China, before martial art even, can trace back to, you know, even before traditional Chinese medicine, and trace back to Yellow Emperor time, and the shamanism time, prehistorical shamanism time in China, uh, very, you know, impactful, very strong, according to historical record. And then eventually become a more like a systemized teaching practice, you know, mainly Sloan, Taoism, and Confucianism, traditional Chinese medicine, and then martial art, and Buddhism also, become part of the Chinese culture. But the underlying, underlying principle of Qigong is more like, um, it's very energetic, very energetic. Simply Qi means energy, means energy. So when you say Qi is energy, you're asking the question, you don't know, what is energy? So you have to discover for yourself. It's not just intellectual definition of what it is, uh, you know, qi or energy. It's continued discovery, slow connecting with your body, your heart, your mind, spirit, connecting with the presence of the earth, 
presence of the universe discover what is energy, uh, what is energy for, what is the nature of energy, what is the function of energy, what is the, um, the, the deeper you know, experience of energy. So through this discovery, you are learned to work with energy. So gong, gong means uh, you know, um, the practice to work with energy as well, the benefit and the capacity accumulated through the time by practicing these practice, which is simple. So you have the capacity of working with energy directly. So not just like, oh, energy is energy, believing or not, understand or not, different way, but how to work with energy. That's the, the, the important thing. So then learn to work with energy you know, of your mind, body, heart, spirit, working with the energy of life, energy of the universe, then you're naturally increasing the capacity of health, capacity of life in general. So, so basically, um, it's, it's a process of rediscovering energy as a source of life, source of creation, source of healing and source of your health, and also source of your happiness. So, continued discovery of the way, different way of working with energy to increase, yeah, increase the function of energy. So when the energy increasing the function, so naturally your physical health, emotional well-being, freedom, and mental, even mental spiritual capacity naturally improve, yeah, upgrading yourself. So that is kind of simple, but direct practical definition of what Qigong is. So it's about discover your potential, discover what is not discovered yet. So it's very different thinking about, you know, concerning with the health, from a medical point of view, we have all these diagnoses, um, especially chronic disease, uh, means incurable disease. But what incurable disease means, means this disease cannot be treated medically from whatever the doctor, the medical system knows how to treat. They don't know how to treat a particular disease to the point of total recovery. And that's what incurable means. But that doesn't mean the disease itself is incurable. That means medically incurable. <laughs> but the doctor didn't tell you that. They just tell you, say, oh, it's incurable. Didn't say, oh, it's incurable from what I know of medical. I cannot help you but I can help you manage the symptom, you know, change certain things to certain degrees. So there's a big misunderstanding. People taking these diagnoses literally without what's the true meaning of that diagnosis. So when you tap into the energy, tap into, for example, power of your mind, power of energy, your power of the earth, power of the sun, power of the universe. It's not defined by just the medicine. It's not defined by the medical And that's where all the power comes from to start with. So we are so disconnected. We're thinking only the medicine, only something physical has a power. Then we forgot 
what is the physical come from? Where is the physical come from? So the ancient wisdom allow you to discover that experientially through the practice. And even the new science validating that wisdom. <laughs> All the physical is made of non-physical energy, no matter what the name you call it, yeah? But how to tap into the energy, work with that energy? That's, the That's quantum. what Qigong you're is about. You're talking about the quantum science. Quantum physics, quantum right. Quantum physics, quantum field, you know, yeah. string, string theory, unified theory, yeah. all these kinds of things that are explaining some of this at a scientific level of how energy is interconnected between humans, animals, the planets, stars, planets, the universe, yeah. and how yeah. a single thought, for example, can, can happen here and in another can be sent to another place in the universe simultaneously, not at the speed of light, but instantly without the speed of light, faster than the speed of light. There is no speed. There is no time. And, you know, the, the science is fascinating around this, how they're trying to understand what obviously our ancestors have known for thousands of years. You know, <laughs> they knew this stuff in ancient China thousands of years ago. Uh, they tapped into this. They figured it out that we can tap into this energy inside ourselves and around ourselves to activate our healing potential and to activate longevity and to activate wisdom and inner wisdom. Um, they knew it, they figured it out and have shared it down. And, you know, obviously it's come to you and you teach it to others. But our, I think it's interesting how our scientists are trying to, you know, some of the science is starting to explain why this works and, and at least understand how it's working. Maybe they don't know why it works, but they're starting to understand how it works. I looked up some studies on Qigong. There was a form of Qigong that was practiced on cancer cells in Petri dishes. And uh, they did it with pancreatic cancer cells. And they saw with five minutes of Qigong on cancer cells in Petri dishes versus um, the same cancer cells. So the, the, you know, the, the placebo or whatever they did with that one versus the, the, the Qigong on the cancer cells that they were inducing apoptosis. It literally was killing the cancer cells and not harming the healthy cells next to it. Um, it was pretty, you know, pretty incredible to see. There's a little bit of science like that with Qigong and, and cancer um, from a while back. And obviously we need more to help explain to, you know, the modern part of us how this works. But at the end of the day, it's, it's really fascinating stuff. Yeah, so this understanding can help us and inspire us. And so the practice is really make it possible. So uh, understanding why it's possible, that is a big step already. And, um, but how to do that effectively, come back to you know, working through these challenges. And you know, when you are disconnected with your body, when you are lost in your story, your diagnosis, when you are emotionally overwhelmed with fear, anxiety, and so on. And then these things continuously yeah, affecting your energy, conditioning your energy, reprogramming your energy. So imagine that's happening 24-7. Naturally, your body breaking apart. And um, 
So to recover from that old pattern, transforming these old pattern is not an overnight job. But we have the map, we have the process, we have you know the support of a community working together. And we've been talking about, you know, the power of the retreat, especially being together in person and so on. But that similar power we can tap into slow online program, for example. You know, even this moment, if you connect in with your body and you may feel the energetic um, um, experience inside of you, my, our words, yeah, the way we're sharing, is also affecting your energy directly, whether you are, you know, even you're not in person with us. So similar thing happened when we come together online community, you know, sharing the teaching together, practicing together, and sharing deeply our personal experience, addressing the questions, so on. That support it becomes so experiential, so essential and helping people to move through these challenges and continuously discover what is possible. So it's not just saying, it's not just saying, oh, everything's possible, but how to make it possible. So I see Qigong is like an um, energetic science creating a condition so the impossible become possible. And you're experiencing it. Every time you do practice, you feel better, you feel different, you feel more empowered. And that accumulative experience continuously reprogramming your mind as well, your heart, as well, your entire cellular body to increase its functionality, its confidence, its connection yeah. with the energy, with the power of life, with this creative flow, continued flow. Of life, yeah. Ming Tong, does does a qigong practice have to be challenging for it to be beneficial to you? Very good question. So it's not about the qigong practice has to be challenging, but it's more about as human being, you carry challenge in the body. That's being accumulatively you know, as energy imprints, for example, stress, yeah, and trauma, and emotional fear, anxiety, suppressed angers, and even deep pain in the physical body, emotional body, even mental, spiritual body. So this challenge is there. You have to embrace that truth. You have to work with that truth. So how to work with that, there's different approaches. So some approach is more like straight, we talk about, addressing the challenges right on, head to head. So experiencing the pain, the difficulty, the emotion, and you're moving through that, then you discover different experience. Yeah, the power, the bliss, the aliveness, the creativity, the healing, even total recovery and so on. Yeah. But on the other hand, there's another approach, more gentle approach. You meditate, you rest, you're receiving a healing session, you're visualizing the energy, the most loving, most beautiful, 
most energizing way. You can do that by lying down or sitting or walking, and you can make in the sound, you know, whether strong sound or gentle sound. You can tap the energy, the gentle side of energy. Yeah, and so that's also important. So we're learning to dance with both. One is like male approach, addressing the challenge directly. Another is like female approach, gentle, soft, compassionate, loving. Yeah, soft, gentle. Yeah, it's like so combination of these two is creating the magic. And so that's really important to understand. But on the other hand, what I'm saying is that you're doing the two different approach, not trying to avoid the challenge. You consciously working with the challenge, which is inevitable. It's there already in life. So the two approach, whether direct, intense way or gentle, soft way, the two approach allow you working with the challenge instead of avoiding the challenge, fighting the challenge. Yeah. So that is a way of looking at it. Good question. Yeah, and it and it makes sense. And it's like in my own experience, when I do qigong in the morning, you know, I don't do it like right now. I'm not practicing long periods of time. I do a short practice, you know, first thing in the morning. And I don't go through like a challenging experience. It's more of a gentle, yeah. you know, I do some sound healing, um, some lachi, you know, the energy ball, some visualization, and, and I'm sending energy to, you know, all my loved ones and family and friends and, and, yeah. uh, and colleagues and people all around the world. And it's more of a just kind of like centering myself and my energy and my mindset for the day. Um, so personally, I don't, I don't go through like a 30 minute or an hour long practice every day, which when you, when I was every day, I was doing that. You definitely go through the challenge and then, and then have some breakthroughs through that challenge. So I think right now I'm more of like on the, the subtle, you know, gentle benefits side of it. Cause I get a lot of challenge in my workouts. <laughs> you got to adjust that, right? <laughs> More than yeah. enough. And my body yeah. is feeling it every day, feeling yeah. that challenge. So yeah, that's I'm right. With, uh, I'm dealing with a, uh, I was doing a heavy, heavy front squat, three rep max front squat a couple of weeks ago. And it just takes a lot of core stability to lift that weight up. And yeah. it, it tweaked my rib a little bit. Um, it started to feel better after a few days. And then this Monday I was doing back squats and then it, it tweaked it really bad to the point. Like it's like a level nine, like twisting is like Tom Loswick, you know, it's like I start <laughs> twisting. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't even move. There's so much, so much pain. Um, I yeah. saw a physical therapist this morning, but I'm actually, as we're talking, I'm thinking, you know, I should, I should do spinal bone marrow. Uh, through this pain because yeah, I, know, I, know totally. I know it'll help. Yeah, totally. So it's like this, even, you know, some practice uh, is designed, help you to address the challenge directly. But within the practice, you always have two sides to it. It's like best effort, then relax into the effort. And you push into the challenging, comforting, you know, beyond your comfort zone a little bit, but then relax again, softening again. So it's always this dance, like yin and yang, dancing. 
So that's a slightly different from just exercises, you know. So I think a combination of these two approach is very important, no matter what practice you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, I experienced that firsthand with you, especially in in the retreat or on the online teachings. Yeah, you're always saying, you know,、yeah. give it your best effort, your best effort. And for some people, in retreat, I've seen, you know, their best effort is is 25 percent. Of right what, of what other people can do, but for them,、right. that's their best effort, and they're getting benefit from that. Yeah.、Um, but so to recap a little bit about、um, qigong, I mean, it's really learning how to cultivate and manage and benefit from the energy that is within us, that accompanies every set, that that makes up every cell of our body, every cell of the universe. And learning how to work with that energy to create、uh, healing, to create our own vitality, to improve our longevity, to increase happiness, to increase energy—you know, for you know, mental, emotional energy, all these kind—you know, spiritual experiences. I've certainly had spiritual experiences.、Um, just bliss, you know, totally like the retreat, for example, just totally、yeah. blissed out. I mean, <laughs> you're just. <laughs> Walking around in a total bliss is like, man, this is better than any drugs I ever used to do when I was younger. You know, it's like, this is, there's nothing, there's nothing like being high like that.、Um, and so, I think it's, I think the time for qigong in the West is is now is coming, right? Like yoga, and I've talked with you about this yoga. When it came here, you know, Paramahansa Yogananda was a big part of bringing yoga here, and yoga turned it from a spiritual practice here into more of a physical practice. But some people still teach more of the spiritual and meditative aspects of yoga. But if you say yoga, everybody in the United States knows of it, has tried it, at least understands it. If you say Qigong, I, I think most people have—they're like, "What'd you say? What? What language are you speaking? What? Say that again." But my feeling is, my sense is, and part of my, you know, what I'm doing through Healing Life that you're a part of, and what you've been doing for two decades through the Chi Center, is bringing Healing Life to millions and millions of people here in the West.、Uh, not Healing Life, bringing Chi Gong to millions and millions of people here in the West,、um, because I think it's time is now. I think this is the practice that people need more than anything, because of the. Amount of stress that people are going through, the anxiety, the physical disease, the mental emotional disease, the depression, the <laughs> rates—you know, you name it. It's like people are stressed out, angrier,、uh, more upset, unhealthier than ever before in human history. And what I found with this practice, especially what you teach, the 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 whole system of wisdom healing qigong. It addresses all of that. It gives people a a foundation and a daily practice to help reduce the stress, to help increase you know health and vitality,、um, and even better in my experience. And a lot of people who've come to Qigong, who I interviewed when I was doing documentaries, in their experiences, even better than yoga in many ways because you're addressing yoga. Often is just addressing the body with a little bit of you know maybe. Savasana meditation at the end, intention at the beginning. Whereas here, you're like you're not only addressing the body, you're addressing the energy, the emotions, the spirituality, the you know the 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 subconscious belief systems, everything. Yeah, I cannot agree more with you. It's so needed at the time right now. I think the overall feeling, this overwhelmness, and even. 
a deep sense of um, disconnection, just disconnection in general. Not to mention, you know, after pandemic, we feel more disconnection. Yeah, disconnection, isolation from each other, from life in general. But the deepest disconnection is from ourselves, particularly from this body, from this body. So I think the way, you know, Qigong is addressing that is very unique, very holistic, very, you know, integrative. And on one hand, it's very practical. On the other hand, it's profoundly spiritual. So you have to, like, really take in wholeness of yourself, mind, body, heart, spirit, and into the direct experience of wholeness. So simply put, you know, what is healing energetically? You know, what is a disease in the body? That means no matter what is the story, diagnosis might be, is means the energy of that part of the body is not serving the whole body function. And when I say function, including physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. So not just like a physiological function only, which is part of the wholeness. So with that simple energetic understanding, yeah, and that is very different from medical diagnosis. You know, dysfunction, the physical dimension, chemical, you know, physiological, whatever. Then you're trying to use a similar approach to um, isolating this part of the body, or even taking this part of the body, uh, you know, apart, you know, or even surgery, or even numbing this part of the body, and so on. So, for controlling the symptom, that can be beneficial, but it's not really healing that part of the body we're talking about is about allowing that part of the body energetically awake, open, connecting the whole energy body and approaching, embracing the wholeness of physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. So that part of the, the energy body can come back to the wholeness again, serving the function of the whole energy body again. So this is so important approach, yeah, it's so direct, it's so simple. And so the key, you know, we're addressing is really the disconnection of the mind-body. So also the disconnection of the internal-external. You know, we're all looking for this um, same thing, <laughs> happiness, health, yeah, vitality, longevity, and connection, fulfillment of life. We're all looking for the same thing, the right thing. But on the other hand, we're all looking for this right thing in the wrong place. Yeah, we're looking at it outside us. Someone else give me what I'm looking for. Yeah, someone else fix my problems. And something else give me what I'm looking for or fixing my problems. Yeah, drugs, realizing, drugs, alcohol, foods. Exactly, yeah, you name it, the whole list. You know, if you look at the, the activity of your mind, activity of your life, mostly engaging externally. Yeah, 90%, if not 99% of time, <laughs> we totally forget what's inside of us already and discover what the power, the wisdom, the energy inside of us. It's like, 
when we say it, of course, oh yeah, I understand that. But how many of us are doing it? You know. So when students um, came to a retreat just a few, you know, days ago in Kapalo, and she studied with me for a while already online before she came to this retreat. It was a short period of time retreat. She she said, I like this approach because finally I realized I can use my body to heal my body. <laughs> you know, such a simple thing. It's like a no-brainer. And he never, she never thought about that. And no one ever told him that, her that way. No one else think of that way neither. Using your own body to heal your body instead of go to someone else, go to something else, you know, all the external stuff. Yeah, more you expecting that, more you become some sort of dependency, some sort of uh, uh, disappointment, some sort of victim role. And so that's why often, you know, after we're experiencing diagnosis or, you know, certain issues in our life, we feel the victim, victim of life. So often we're analyzing all this uh, cause of problem, cause of disease, we become the victim, whatever way we analyze it. So in Qigong, it's really shifting your awareness, your effort to become the cause of your healing, cause of your happiness, cause of your healing, I mean your health, cause of your creativity, instead of continuously analyzing, you know, why I'm experiencing this as victim of someone else, something else. And that is so important. Until we can do that, no one can save us. No one can save the world. No one can change all the problems happening in the world, including in healthcare system, including the, you know, all the disease happening beyond control, including even pandemic, including, you know, all the social issues, conflict, you know, economical issue, political issue, including all the issue of environmental destruction, such as global warming. The Mother Earth is really warning us now in so direct a way. So now it's up to us, yeah, to wake up, to wake up. So the connection with the own body is the key, as I discover in my healing journey. And that's what I share with everybody. Yeah. When people ask me, what is the deepest cause of my disease, or even deepest cause of my problem, my suffering, my simple answer is the disconnection of your mind with your body, that disconnection continuously reinforcing the old problem, continuously creating new problems, more problems. So that is the one piece I share again and again, you know, in Wisdom Healing Qigong, yeah. connecting with your own body, claiming this body as your own body is the most sacred body, most precious body, is the only body you have to begin with. <laughs> it's your home. So it's a coming home process into your body. Then in this journey, you continue to discover the compassion, 
the self compassion, self love, self yeah, connection, self choose. Yeah, what is true within you beyond the diagnosis, beyond the story. So it's also it's a spiritual awakening process. When we say, "Oh, who am I? You know, what is my essence? Yeah, what I become after die? Whatever these question, you can engage intellectually, even from different spiritual tradition, different faith tradition. But the bottom line, you have to discover slow experience. So Qigong help you to discover them. Slow your experience. What feels like? In your body, beyond the story, beyond the diagnosis, what it feels like in my heart, beyond all the stress, all whatever mental story, yeah, what feels like when you connect with the universe in awareness, yeah, what it feels like when you letting go, of, you know, attachment to the physical, to the whatever um, impairment. So, you will discover. <laughs> no matter what I say, yeah, you have to discover yourself. And Qigong is help me, helping the practitioner, helping all of us to discover that deeper truth, deeper essence, deeper wholeness. And that is an amazing gift. Yeah, you yeah. can discover in this lifetime. It is. It is a beautiful gift. Um... And I, I'm grateful for you sharing that gift with me because I learned Qigong first through you in Santa Fe, you know, whatever it was, six or seven years ago. Um, and, and I still practice it to this day. And I'm still learning more and continually being inspired. And even through this interview, it's like, oh, yeah, I need to do, you know, more of this. <laughs> or, oh, yeah, I need to do some spinal bone marrow. Oh, yeah, you know, I need to add in some more. So... I love it. You can always, always go deeper. Hey, I want to ask you, have you seen, I know you've been crazy busy getting for your, getting ready for your retreats coming up, but um, have you seen Live to 100 on Netflix yet? Live to 100? No, I haven't seen the movie. It's about the Blue Zones. You know, it's Dan Buettner. Oh, I have it's, to see it. I have a, to see it. It's a documentary series. It's him yeah. actually okay. going back and visiting the Blue Zones and wow. then documenting wow. the things that are in common between all of them from the spiritual yeah. practice to the to the diet to the you know uh, the daily practices like it's really really good um, the series yeah. is really well done but i i'm thinking of it cuz one i've been watching it the last few days and and i yeah. recommend everyone go watch it but two i remember talking to you years ago and you said, you know, you want to create a blue zone there at your center in Santa Fe. Is that still something you're, uh, you're, you're wanting to do? Absolutely. I'm continuously not only holding the vision, but also more active conversation happening, you know, in terms of what it takes to build a community, housing, other resources, in a sustainable way of living and how to integrate the spiritual practice into a new life stars and of sustainability you know how to work with uh, you know conscious aging and so on so this conversation is continuing and obviously the part of the challenge is financial part of the challenge is how to bridge the um, the practical side 
and with the spiritual, you know, vision. So, and, um, but I think we have really the, the incredible place to do it. So I want to see, you know, from this movie, you know, getting more insight, more inspiration. And again, yeah, so that question is asked more so nowadays. And obviously when people um, retire, you know, aging, but also working with uh, health challenges coming with aging and how to, you know, discover new way of life, um, more conscious, more wise, more fulfilling, living, you know, to, to the fullest, whether 100 years or 90 years or 150 years. <laughs> so um, I think, you know, it's really important piece for humanity. Yeah. And I feel, I'm sure, you know, maybe the people then, or the film crew interviewed the people in China and because there's really incredible wisdom from one of the most ancient culture on the planet Earth is the Chinese history. It's yeah, long. they didn't go to China. They didn't go to China, but yeah, um, but I'm interested yeah. to hear. Yeah, what where is this? What what area are you talking about? I mean, just in general. Mm, yeah, in general, my experiencing is uh, the quality of people, the elder in China, has such greater quality of life than the elder here. It's just no comparison. It's a yeah. part of culture. In a lot it's, of play, a lot of places yeah. that haven't been plagued yet by yeah. this this modern Western culture of faster, right. cheaper, you know, more processed. It's yeah. you know, and, and so one of the things they talked about talked about or they documented was, you know, in Okinawa is is a blue zone, some of the longest lived, most centenarians on the planet, and and has been that way for a long time. That was as of 2009, but when they visit now, there's still, you know, a number of centenarians and, and um, healthy old people there, but the number just in the last 20 years, 22 uh, years has dropped significantly wow. because wow. They, they've implemented all these fast food restaurants, <laughs> this connection from culture, the, young, <laughs> the younger generation uh -oh. wants all the new stuff and the quick right. stuff, the technology and understandable, but you yeah. can see how you know, are the way that other cultures around the world are, are adopting some of these really unhealthy lifestyles, how it's destroying what totally. has kept them healthy for centuries. Wow, it's happening already measurably. Yeah. In such a yeah. short period of time, not mentioning, yeah, affecting generations to come, but even the current generation would well, be amazing already, if the medicine list yeah. hospital in china that you studied at you know if that was still open and you could go there and, and visit but it's been closed for quite a while right didn't the chinese yeah. government close it yeah and you know for complex reason but um critical reason so was closed 25 24 years ago yeah 24 years ago 1999 end of 1999 and speaking of blue zone community, you know, as, as part of the vision of my teacher, he started already is creating a Qigong city, Qigong city. So where a couple of thousand people can live there with their family. So incorporating 
education and economical system, factories, and, uh, and what is a new sustainable way of living. And on one hand, you know, it's come from the Chinese ancient tradition, which still, in a relative sense, keep it very, you know, uh, consistent in China. But by, by incorporating Qigong principle, Qigong practice into health longevity, as well the way, you know, connecting with each other spiritually, is really can enhance, you know, this tradition of living, of life. And so that was his vision. And um, the house, all the facility was close to 60% finished. And by the time he had to close all the centers, three centers. One is the Medicine Qigong Hospital, second center was for training teacher healers, and the third is called the Qigong City. It's very much, you know, based on same idea of Blue Zone, but even take one step further. Yeah, how to implement in that in a, in a modern way, yeah, by incorporating Qigong principle, Qigong practice, Qigong connection. Because, you know, Qigong is not only addressing health, longevity, but deeply addressing the well-being in every aspect of life, addressing, you know, the connection with the planet Earth, with uh, nature, with the tree, with animals, you know, with all the plants, and how to, you know, harvesting directly from the Earth, cooking the fresh food, you know, every family living on the same land. So bring agricultural wisdom from the ancient tradition to modern practice, so on like that. So it's all encompassing, it's incredible vision. And unfortunately, it's interrupted in China. But, uh, you know, in our heart, we continuously carry that vision. And in whatever skill we can, you know, manifest that, um, sometime, you know, in family, sometime in small community, then continue expanding from there. So just like in last two years, um, part of my dedication to the Qi Center, to this land, um, planted more than 200 trees on this land of 150 acres and takes a lot of effort in New Mexico in Santa Fe. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've seen, you, I've, seen tree. There, I've seen you out there by hand with your shovel and your pick and digging yeah. through the hard dirt, planting the trees. And you've done, how many of those have you done yourself? All of them? My God. Um, I was involved with every single tree to some degree, planting, yeah. digging the hole, putting the fertilizer and, uh, and mulch, and then <laughs> more importantly is the irrigation system, the dripping yeah. system, then continue maintaining them. Now I'm like, oh, I need to hire more people to help me to maintain them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you have to do by yourself. For sure. Yeah, 150 yeah. acres, it's incredible. It's an incredible yeah. property. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the first... Every time I go, but the first time I went and, and every time after that, I would drive into the property. You can feel the energy shift. I could feel the energy shift because I drive in and you go through that first long driveway and all of a sudden you just feel this sense of like, 
calmness and serenity. It's like, whoa, yeah. you know, the energy yeah. that's been cultivated there through the beauty, through the trees, through the planting. But I think just also of all what you've done speak. through the through the chi field and the community yeah. and everything, I think it really resonates there because other people say the same thing. I'm not the only one who says that. A lot yeah. of other people feel that same thing when they drive into that property. It's pretty incredible. It's very magical, very magical. You know, in my life, uh, once I discover wisdom healing in Qigong, I know that's the best gift ever discovered mm. and I can cultivate and share this gift for the rest of my life. But now I discover second gift is <laughs> yes, the, the chi center, the land here, including all these abundant trees the, and the elder trees and the new tree I'm planting, all the flowers and uh, plants and the song and the waters, the fountains and the magical sky and all the um, facility we have here. And so I'm realizing that is the second gift I'm discovering and cultivating continuously as well sharing with others. So now I feel like not only busier, but more fulfilled. Now I have two things to do. Yeah, uh, cultivating it and sharing it with the Mahimin Qigong and the land of the Qi Center. So that <laughs> gave me like literally <laughs> great joy, great purpose, you know, no matter what challenge may appear, you know, as we always facing challenges. And, um, but give me purpose, give me the energy, give me the, the deeper fulfillment, no matter um, what's happening. You know, I know we've, we've only got a few minutes left, but I wanted to, I, I know, I know in Qigong and in, in the way that you teach it, you know, there's, there is a con, there is a time in teaching to talk about diet and food and things like that. I know you don't put a lot of focus on that. The focus is much more on the energy and the practice and, and all of that. But I have a, I, I was wondering, cause I don't know if I've ever asked you or if I've ever heard an answer to this, but I'm assuming when you were at the medicine list hospital in Chi in China and living there and people living there for months at a time, I'm assuming the food there was pretty simple. Is that right? Like, was it, was it just fresh foods? Was it a lot of, you know, I don't know, uh, like what kind of food was it? Was it, um, you know, I don't know, let's say rice and, and, and tofu and, and fish and vegetables or like, was it similar to like a Mediterranean diet or, or, or a traditional kind of uh, older Chinese diet? Um, and, and what are your thoughts around yeah. you know, the food yeah. in, the, yeah. in the experience? When people see me, oh, you're a Qigong teacher, Qigong practitioner, or Qigong master, whatever, it's like, you must be vegetarian. <laughs> They're surprised. Um, uh, I eat anything, everything, and very flexible. Um, but come back to the, um, the question, what kind of food we eat in the medicine hospital is really simple. It's like normal food people eat in China, um, but simple, much simple. It's like simple, fresh veggies, some meat, some fish, and not a lot of variety. There's not a prescription of diet. There's no any restriction of diet. And everybody pretty much, you know, eating the same thing. And of course, there's a little bit of varieties, you know, of the time. And but so home 
feeling so simple, so nourishing, so earthly, and just simple. And so nothing processed, I'm sure. Yeah, nothing's processed, obviously. And even you know, my teacher was a traditional Chinese medicine doctor as well, the Western medicine doctor, and he knows a lot of secret doused, uh, you know, uh, menu for longevity and so on like that. But he didn't subscribe any of that. And that's basically simple food. And so, but more importantly, is that, um, yeah, so let's three things I think we emphasize. One is simplicity and enough variety. Yeah. And no restriction of dietary, no picky kind of attitude, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, is how you're eating food. Yeah. How you're eating food. Not only determine your experience, but also determine the outcome of the food. So we practice in Qigong mindful, you know, eating process. And that is the second thing is really important. And the third thing is more when you're working with the energy of your body, including the five organ system, digestive system, so on, you learn to listen to your body instead of mentally thinking what is good or bad, what is should or shouldn't for food. Yeah. So when you deeply listen into the body, for example, if you go shopping, when you see the food, you ask your body, how does your body feel about this food? If you feel good, feel excited, that must be good for your body. But when you feel stressed about this food, the body feels stressed about food, most likely the body is not ready to digest the food. Unless yeah. you're, unless that doesn't you're mean... dealing, unless you're dealing with a food addiction and you're like, right. or you're hungry. <laughs> right. That takes a process. It's not like overnight. You cannot <laughs> listen to your body overnight. Oh, now I'm practicing Qigong, therefore listen to everything the body tells you. No, you get the wrong message because from addiction, <laughs> from the old habit, you have to undo these patterns, these unhealthy, you know, information even. So that is part of the process. So when you tap into the core of yourself, this is a process again. Then the message you are receiving from the body, not only more accurate, but more healthy, more wise, more effective. So that is all about the whole process of Qigong, discovering the energy, discovering the internal connection, internal alignment. Then from there, you're naturally responding from this place where you're making the choice of food and how you're cooking it, how you're eating it, and how you're relating to energy of life in general, not just food. Yeah, how to adapt into the weather, how to adapt in even the new technology, and how to adapt into you know the challenge of life, so that you can you know discover the internal vitality, internal what's the words uh, resilience at a time of challenge of life. Yeah. So one of the gifts I discover most importantly is uh, how to move slow challenge of life. It's confidence, this uh, deeper wisdom, deep energetic uh, empowered way to work with the challenges. And that's something we need so much. No matter, you know, our story may be different, circumstance may change us, but the challenge 
will continue in one way or another. If you feel confident, feel joy, feel love, feel compassion, feel centered, feel empowered, while you're moving slow, whatever challenge may happen today and tomorrow, then you have a true, <laughs> what's the word? Um, true power. <laughs> Well, Ming Tong, um, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, it's always good to see you and hang out and talk and always and yeah. share. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we're out of time, but I, uh, I, I really appreciate you, uh, coming on the podcast and, um, always, always deeply enjoy my time with you. So thank you so much. Yeah. Likewise, Naysane. Yeah. Appreciate your visionary work, leadership work and entrepreneurs work right now you're doing so. Luckily, we're able to share so much, not only in this uh, brief time, but continuously in our life. Yeah, so, it's, a, it's a blessing yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and Looking uh, forward I, to see you when you come down to Santa Fe. Every Sunday, we have a magical Sunday. A community show up. You know, as I said, I want to share the, this gift of this land. Now we're doing it consistently. Every Sunday, people come between 50 to 70 people come eating brunch together on the deck next to the, uh, the, the fountain, the, you know, the, the pond and then live music. Then we go to the Kiva, have a, about one hour presentation and often very inspirational, very awakening. And from different traditions, different teachers, leaders showing up, then we do nature hiking afterwards and has been truly magical. It's happening wow. every Sunday. <laughs> sure, sure. You do that after I move away. Thanks a lot. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's awesome to hear. And that's for people who want to go check out the Cheese Center. It's in Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's one of the most incredible places you'll ever experience in your life. The, the website is chi-center.com, C-H-I-Center.com. All of Ming Tong's, you know, his, you can find his books, uh, his channels, his videos, his online community, his retreats, everything there is at the website. So make sure to go there and check it out. Um, I, I look forward, well, I'll see you in October here in Jacksonville at the Integrative Cancer Conference. So looking forward to seeing you. Uh, really soon here. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and then uh, next time we come to Santa Fe, I, I absolutely will come out and um, come out on a Sunday too. I want to experience that. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, will be great. We yet to make a trip to Florida to see you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're loving it here, man. We've been we've been enjoying the freshwater springs. Yeah, and water, a lot of, a lot of we, beach we, time, and yeah, yeah it's been yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, Florida's yeah. been good to us so far. So. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, yeah, Ming Tong, thank you, thank you again. Um, and uh, yeah, um, man, we'll have to have you. There's so many things we can talk about, and I'd love to have to have you on the podcast again down the road because there's sure. a million other things sure. I want to ask you, and you have so much wisdom and joy to share with the world. So I'm happy to to you know have a platform to mm -hmm. help share that with more people. If People tuning in, you've never tried Qigong, go try Qigong, check it out, experience it for yourself. Um, I think you will love it. So thank you so much. Thank take you. Care. All right. Thank you for listening to the Nathan Crane Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and share this on social media. Then head over to NathanCrane.com for your free ebook. 
So when we're talking about, you know, what are these underlying causes and conditions of these chronic diseases, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, they all have very similar, if not identical causes. And that's the thing is when we get to the root cause of these diseases, we can not only prevent these diseases from ever happening, but empower our bodies to heal from them. In every one of our cells, we have tens and hundreds of thousands of chemical reactions that are happening every second that are cycling uh, back and forth. It's like sort of a, a yin and yang. And, you know, for me, the soul, soul's purpose is evolution. It doesn't care about comfort. It cares about evolution. Mm. And so I think so long as we are following our soul, then we will evolve. And I think what sometimes blocks us from living our purpose, from manifesting that next level of our expression, is we have not evolved. There is also a time for letting go all the expectations and relax and just breathe and be grateful for what you have achieved.